0: Hey everyone, this is Saheem back with another episode of That's a Bug, a podcast where we talk about software bugs every episode. So today I'm going to talk about Cyberpunk 2077, which is a game announced by CDPR back in 2012. It was hyped for close to a decade, and it was released recently on December 10th. Unfortunately, the release has been a bit disastrous due to the sheer number of bugs. The game and release seem to be buggy across all platforms, though it's been better on the new consoles, such as the PS5. It has, It has is definitely performing way worse on older consoles. And here is a quote from Adam Kaczynski, the joint CEO of CD Projekt. He said the following. After three delays, we as the management board were too focused on releasing the game. We underestimated the scale and complexity of the issues, We ignored the signals about the need for additional time to refine the game on the base last-gen consoles. It was the wrong approach and against our business philosophy. On top of that, during the campaign, we showed the game mostly on PCs. This seems to indicate that the game works okay on PCs and also works better on newer consoles. Unfortunately for CDPR, Sony pulled the game from its PlayStation Store on December 18th And Microsoft started offering refunds, but chose to leave the game in store. CDPR shares lost a lot of value based on this news. So let's talk about technical reasons. So one technical reason for the issues appeared to be that CDPR recommends that the game should be installed on an SSD drive. So with this in mind, maybe CDPR should have concentrated on just the newer consoles with SSD drives and just PCs. Instead of trying to make this available on every platform. And also based on the quote from Adam Kaczynski, it does sound like the bugs were known. They just wanted to make sure that the game had to get out for the holiday season. It's what it appears more and more to look like. Um, in an Engadget article said the following. In hindsight, the studio had other better options. CDPR could have scrapped the PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game long ago, adjusted its marketing plans to focus on the necessary power of the Next console generation, it could have released Cyberpunk 2077 in early access and asked for fan feedback in a welcoming, transparent manner. Instead, executives decided to publish a game that simply didn't work on certain consoles and lie about its performance to players and investors. There's a lot of merit to this statement because from what I gather, there was a game named Hades that is considered one of the best games of 2020. And the way Hades was released... It was an announcement on the 2018 Game Awards with early access release on the Epic Game Store the same night. And there was a full 1.0 release on PC and Switch in September of 2020. And everybody seems to love this game. So this game was built with customer feedback. It is definitely a way to be able to make sure that your game meets its expectations and is released with the community that you need for a game. So so both Nat and I are not really gamers. So I asked someone to describe their experience playing this game. So I talked to Ken on December 21st. Here he is talking about his experience.
1: So just, just to jump right into the experience of the game, it's stabilized at the moment. When I want to say stabilized. I mean, yesterday's patch seemed to have removed a lot of the game-breaking bugs that I was having. So there were several bugs there's let's talk about in layers so pre-patch yesterday there was three layers i would say of of bugs of cyberpunk there's the top layer which are completely game-breaking bugs so these are things that cause infinite loops during a main story mission and strange enemy ai uh, ai that falls through the world and then if if you're not you're unable to complete a mission because the ai the you're supposed to kill an enemy and they fall through the world so game breaking bugs stuff that you have to reload a save or you have to straight up just go back to that mission later on the next layer is general immersion breaking um just just silliness like uh, ai pathfinding NPCs will just, like, drive into other cars if there's a car in their path and then they'll fly into the air and explode. This happens all the time. Pathfinding for the, for the traffic for the actual cars is horrendously bad. So th- there's that stuff. There's overlapping dialogue, overlapping UI. Uh, my personal favorite is uh, subtitles. So I never use subtitles, but there is a bug ongoing, still in now, post-patch, where certain gaming transitions, say, a loading screen or loading into a conversation from a save file, will stick the most recent spoken dialogue as a subtitle at the bottom of your screen. And you can't get rid of it unless you enable and disable subtitles. That has happened to me. God, I've been playing the game for like 60 hours, so it's happened to me hundreds of times. And then there's the third layer, which we can call, I guess, the Bethesda layer. This is just general open-world jank. So, for instance, I was playing a mission before. There was a very atmospheric moment where you go underwater. You don't often do that in the game, so it's very powerful. And there was an asset, which was just a table with a lit candle, underwater. So there was that. (laughs) Um, That's just general. I mean, that's just general. The third layer, the Bethesda layer, is just general open-world junk. So a studio that is kind of... Their ambition has outweighed their skill, I would say, which is fine, I guess. But it's still immersion-breaking, and it still doesn't... It belies the fact that this game took eight years to make and cost however many hundred million dollars.
0: So, despite all this, the game still seems to be pretty popular, and people are still playing this game. But let's talk about two other bugs that I found was quite interesting, and stuff that caused my attention. The first one is pretty hilarious. Uh, So here's a title from Polygon.com. Cyberpunk 2077 characters can't get their penises to stop poking through their pants. So I find this hard to believe that nobody noticed this bug. And I'm actually fairly certain that the QAs on CDPR noticed this bug and probably reported it. So I asked Nat what he thought about this.
2: Yeah. I wonder as a tester, though, if you're, I know when you're working on software that's just so far from being in a releasable state that you're, you know, you're not even worrying about the things that aren't like um, game breaking. So, you know, as Ken said, right, there's layers of bugs. And, you know, I think that if you're dealing with system crashes or things that just making the game not work at all, like unable to complete missions, or like, you know, just major severity one or highest severity defects get most of your attention, which they should, you are maybe not, this is a cosmetic thing and funny, uh, uh, but probably this is the kind of thing that most games, should, they should be at the level when they release. But If you're dealing with a bug, it's something like this. It's a cosmetic thing. It's not preventing you from playing the game. A little bit funny, you know, a little blooper gets out, a little bad publicity, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think there was just overwhelm or the test crew would have been overwhelmed with the amount of defects in the higher severity ones than this.
0: The second bug that I thought was pretty bad was one where there's an eight megabytes file size limit. This seems like a bug that would affect people that are playing this game, despite all the bugs. But it turns out that it only affects people that keep, that keep a large amount of items and crafting materials. So CDPR asked players to keep a lower amount of items and crafting materials to avoid this bug. Fortunately, this bug has been fixed via Hotfix on December 23rd. So from what we are seeing, I expect the game to get better with a series of patches in the next month or so. And the game will end up being pretty popular. But that is just a gut feel without any real data to back that up. But my only reason to say that is despite, despite all the bugs, there are a lot of people still playing this game. But I hope that this is the tipping point in the gaming industry where there's less of a crunch and games are released when ready and there's proper project management being done where things are released when ready with less bugs. So is this the buggiest game of all time for a AAA game? I ask him.
1: Yeah. So, in terms of in terms of its pedigree, so it's a it's a expansive open world created by a studio that has made at least one previous expansive open world. People mentioned people have mentioned to me Fallout 76. I've played Fallout 76, not a lot, maybe a dozen hours. It's not as buggy as that. People mentioned when The Witcher 3 came out, it was really buggy. Yes, it was and um, there was issues with the ui there was issues with animations i believe there was issues with difficulty modifiers but it was nowhere near as buggy as cyberpunk cyberpunk from minute second one has given me problems from obviously the larger game crashing problems i had system crashes when i started playing it i've got a ryzen cpu and they've just recently patched an issue where uh, it was only using one core, so I was having I was being massively impacted performance-wise. I didn't even know. <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I'm a big single-player game gamer. I don't play a lot of multiplayer games. I, I, I no longer play MMOs. So I do play a lot of these big games. And yeah, it's the mo- I think it's the buggiest game I've ever played. I'd, I'd probably go out on that. <laughs> I would die on that hill. <laughs>
0: If you like this episode of That's a Bug, please subscribe, rate, and review it. And come visit us on that'sabug-pod.com on Facebook. Search for That's a Bug. Special thanks to Ken for his insights on gaming. Finally, Nat and I wish you a very happy holidays and a happy new year.